Listener Production. Now, Matt, it was a couple of months ago I was walking through the car park here at Podcast HQ, which we share with a bunch of other very talented broadcasters, some of which are on live radio. They seem to have all these really cool vehicles. They've got names like the, the Rock Patrol. It got me thinking, why can't we have our very own all-day breakfast street team. Matt and Alex all-day breakfast, the Bomb Squad edition, celebrating the world's first podcast street team. That's right. Fasten your seatbelts, turn up the subwoofer. Matt and Alex are here with a very, very special episode of All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, what are we up to today? Mate, if if you've got windows that can go down, and I know a lot of you bomb drivers can't, uh, I want you to just crank that handle, get the wind flowing through the uh, the hot air, flowing through the broken air conditioners, and let the hair fly back in the wind as we take a trip down memory lane, Alex Dyson. So many of the well-known voices that we hear on Australian radio today started in this iconic place of the radio street team. So we thought we'd gather the best of the best and hear some of their most incredible stories. Yeah, we're trying to emulate them, really. I mean, podcasts have never come up with their own street team going yeah, around making the, the decals happy. on the side, making the people happy with the faces of the uh, of their heroes on the car. <laughs> A little bit presumptuous there. I'm going to be absolutely <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> but... I tell you what, Matt, once we've done that, the stories came out of the woodwork and we decided that this Friday, why not take the handbrake off and delve into quite a few of these incredible stories with some um, very, very well-known voices. Yeah, that's right. We're talking Tommy Little. We're talking Ed Cavalier. We're talking Abby Coleman. We're talking Troy Ellis. That's right. If you've heard of them, they're probably going to be on our show. You're absolutely correct, Matt. Sit back, recline that seat and um, put on the cruise control because... Oh, what are you driving, mate? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these cars are about the cruise control. Okay, fine. (laughs) Stick a brick on the accelerator and get ready because it is Matt and Alex, the street team special. Plus, we're going to be announcing the final member of the all-day breakfast bomb squad, Matt. So uh, it's going to be a very coveted position and finally our team will be complete. There's no time to wait. Let's jump right in. And someone who knows all about street teams is a gentleman who's who has seen it all. He started from these humble beginnings and has since uh, appeared on all sorts of TV shows. From Thank God You're Here all the way up to Have You Been Paying Attention. He hosts the morning crew on Today FM. Ed Cavalli, hello to you. Uh, g'day, Matt. Now it's great to be here. And we've got the free stuff. I'm here at Westfield Hurstville. And if you come out the front now, you grab yourself a Delta Goodrum Innocent Eyes. That's her brand new CD. And for the first five people to get down here, of course, you get the icy cold cans of Coke. But we've also got tickets for the Sydney Kings versus the Perth Wildcats at the Entertainment Center tonight. Don't forget, Big Rodney O, the voice of the King, is making his debut tonight. So, that's the next 15 minutes right here in Hurstville, Westfield. Just come and say good day. It is the Today FM. 
street team. Out on the streets of Sydney, thanks to Brashes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. I was there, okay. man. I was all, there. All hail <laughs> the king, Ed Cavalli, just taking us there because what we're trying to do today is describe exactly what the street team is about. We can end the podcast right now. You have just told us what's going on there, Ed. Um, incredible work. Can you tell us the first time you were a street team member? Yeah, of course. They were heady days. So that's, this was at a time when I was at City University and I had this sort of fake job organising uh, sort of theatre sports and stand-up comedy, which is where, of course, I met you, Mr. O'Kine, when you were uh, first starting out and starting to get right. you know, well-known and, and people starting to like you and saying that you were handsome, which made me angry then and still makes me angry now. <laughs> and then I would go off and I would do street team shifts. It's incredible that it is really, it's those young, enthusiastic people that are really chosen for these kind of jobs. And did mm. you even have your licence at that point? Like, were you on your P-plates? Who do they allow to drive these company cars around? i got my forklift licence. We've all got that. <laughs> the hiring criteria was very, very simple. You either had to be a upbeat, attractive person, male or female, and they would be what we call front of house. So if we were doing stuff, Alex, they would be the good people at the front going, would you like to try this? Would you like to try this? Would you like to try that? And then they would have what we called the pack horses, which were people like me, gangly but, made, but vaguely strong. And our job was to keep reloading the cars <laughs> while the attractive people gave away <laughs> the things that people wanted. Oh, it's a perfect system. Just want to fact check something. Uh, our producer, Brian, has said that you actually found out that you got your kind of first job oh, with the yeah, Working yeah, Dog yeah. crew when you yeah. were in... Uh, yeah. Black Thunder. It was my 24th birthday and I was asleep in a Black Thunder at a petrol station in Campbelltown. And <laughs> we, we were too early for a cross and as one of the pack horses, one of the jobs you had was to set up and take down the barbecue, which is the worst job <laughs> in the whole world. And the phone rang and it was an unknown At a petrol number. station? Sorry, yeah. are you cooking sausies at a, outside of the petrol station? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the old open flame. <laughs> Anyways, so you were waiting, you were doing that? Yeah. No, it's funny. I've said the question a number of things that used to happen on the street scene now. That's a fair <laughs> point. Um, yeah, and my phone rang, and it was an unknown number, and I answered the number, and I said, hello, and that was it. Glenn Robbins had come to see an improv show that I'd done, I think at the end or somewhere in Sydney, and had suggested that I might be someone that they could use for the ensemble of Thank God You're Here, and... Yeah, that was it. I was, you know, I, I, while I was doing Thank God You're Here, I would still do street team shifts. Before, wow. You know, I was still working. I and mean, working at a video store. And, yeah, it was. it's amazing to be my age and have two jobs that already no longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, did you, I'm, I'm amazed or I'm intrigued so much by the type of clientele that come to get stuff. Because, I mean, you know, as a yeah. young guy, I remember at primary school, you hear it to the local shopping centre, you, you race there after school. It was the yeah. best day ever. But, I mean, I've heard that there are people who, who kind of follow you guys. Yeah, look, there was. And this, this all came to a head once. We were at a... Uh, at a park in Caringbar, and he had been advertising that we were going to be giving away a brand new Samsung. So this was at the time when, remember TVs when they started being thin? Yeah. So we were giving away one of the first uh, thin TVs. That was at some point, Samsung thin TV. And the idea was that we would hide it in the park, and then we would give away clues on all of the crosses throughout the day, and it would culminate in a scavenger hunt at the end of the day. Now, what we failed to realise is that 
no one cared except for a few dedicated people that were following us anyway. So when we got to this so-called scavenger hunt, which we had estimated, we had, we, mate, we had enough dare ice coffee for about 900 people. Seriously, there were three people there, right? <laughs> oh, goodness me. And, and one of the blokes that was there was notorious for just always winning stuff. Like, we don't mind people following it. That's fine. But this guy had sort of taken it, like you said, to that next level. It was a bit like, oh, mate, give someone else a go. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those, right? <laughs> and you're not going to believe this, but this is true. He brought his dog. And while we were setting up, Right, he had his dog sniffing the back of the street team vehicle, so his dog would have the scent of the telly to go and find. <laughs> he would have had to have trained the dog at home with his own TV in the backyard. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> That's like, did he win? Did he win though? Did the dog find it? Do you know what, man? I, I double crossed him, right? Because I just didn't want this dude. I wanted someone who just rocked up to have the joy, like you said. You would hear it and you'd get there and it was the best day of your life. So I wanted that for someone who had just rocked up. So at the last minute, I got Gav, one of the other pack horses. He went and he moved it. And so this dude ran to the right bush, but it wasn't there. And <laughs> oh. a nice lady and her kids won it. It was the best. Oh, yes. <laughs> the heady days. And we're like, don't worry, bro. You can still have a sticker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just watch that all day. Oh, beautiful stuff. <laughs> I tell you what, Ed Cavalier, it's been a pleasure reminiscing with you about your days in the street team. We thank you so much. Well, I have to sign off the way I would always sign off. So if you want, if you could say... All right, thanks, Ed, and then we will give in and then I'll do our, our normal sign-off. All right, here we go. <clears throat> well, thanks very much, Ed. No, 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 not thanks very much, Ed. No, that's too... You know, this is commercial radio. It's a oh, sorry. Of words, guys. I mean, all right, all right. Um, you want from Canal <laughs> coming up. Come on, you've got to... Okay, you gotta sorry, snap it up a bit, sorry. Um, well, that's it. Up next, we're chatting to Guy Sebastian and talking from... Uh, and. Getting some stuff from Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, guys. We're here at Westfield Paramount for the next 15 minutes. Now, stay tuned for Reggae Ellis with the Surf Report. <laughs> <laughs> Always the Surf Report to finish off well. I'll tell you what, Ed Cavalier, uh, you've absolutely nailed it again today, and we cannot thank you enough for helping us launch the first podcast street team, your Matt and Alec Bond squad, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Always a pleasure. Thanks, gents. Hello to Mr. Tommy Little. G'day, Tommy. G'day, legends. And who else have you got lined up? <laughs> it's prestigious, mate. You've, you've come from a long line of radio champions. Can you give us a hint? The bigger, the top tier, are they like Hollywood or are they like have a TV show? I do not <laughs> want to mention any names, but a certain actor in the Mission Impossible franchise used to hand out... Packets of chips down at Avoca Beach, okay, <laughs> for a uh, for a Northern Beaches radio station. I'm not scared because I know it's not Tom Cruise, and so that means it's some extra that's been in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, let's see. The, the crossover between extra work and working on the street team must be huge. Because <laughs> essentially, that's, that's two overlapping circles, Tommy. That's oh, a, <laughs> because both jobs are essentially minimum wage in exchange for free food. Yeah, <laughs> and a weird sense of exposure where you're on the very peripheries <laughs> yes. of, uh, of being famous. Yes. <laughs> well, we're going to get your story, but just before we jump in, I've got to ask you: you were down filming some stuff for Channel Ten at uh, my comedy club, Comedy Republic, the other week, yes. but. Things didn't go to plan. No. You had to return. What happened, bro? 
I got food poisoning. Uh-oh. It wasn't from the venue, was it? It wasn't from the venue. I had nothing to do with the venue. Um, that's what you've told me to say, right, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> the check is in the mail, Tommy. You just yeah. uh, It wasn't from the, the venue and there's debate as to what it was. Anyway, it's boring. We were shooting and I just, out of nowhere, a sweat broke out and I was like, oh, no, and I wanted to keep it quiet. So I went, oh, can I just go to the bathroom and can I please unplug my microphone? <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's not a huge bar, so I'm trying to spew my guts up quietly, like like. <laughs> and then I come back, and I think I've gotten away with it, and I didn't need to let them know because they cleared out all of the other comedians, all of the crew. I just had one producer standing there and she just looked at me and pointed to the door and said, you have to go. <laughs> We're worried it's full PPE by that stage. Just get <laughs> out, please, now. Whatever it is. Get to, go, just get burning go. my sticks <laughs> after me. Uh, well, Tommy, let's talk about your days. It's uh, Street Teamer. Uh, uh, firstly and, um, and foremost, uh, it was one of the best gigs I ever had. Obviously, I'm joking. The pay's horrific. Uh, <laughs> To the point where I lived off the food that we handed out, right? <laughs> and the the age-old saying is icy cold cans of Coke. That's what you hand out. No, no. When I was doing it, it was icy cold cans of AC Cola. <laughs> and instead of Smith's chips, it was real McCoy chips, <laughs> which, if you were lucky, weren't too out of date. <laughs> and so I was living off that stuff until... We had this amazing giveaway where, like, the, one of the sponsors for one of the radio shows was a cheese company, and we got given cheese platters to hand out. Mm. I I was living with my brother at the time in this the worst share house, and I brought home, like, ten cheese platters, <laughs> and, and we were just living off cheese. Suddenly you guys are aristocrats or something, just <laughs> living the high life in your manor in Melbourne. And what was the wildest moment that would have happened on your, uh, on your days as a street teamer? I mean, I had a lot of celebrity run-ins and I don't want to brag too much um, because you guys will obviously get jealous when you hear the um, the chemistry that I had with, at the time, one of the sexiest women in the world. Uh, I was standing on the world-famous Fox rooftop and I was uh, I was discussing with another, another one of the street teamers what we could steal and, um, <laughs> and then I turned and there was a woman there and um, she almost brushed me and I looked her in the eyes and I said, you're Jessica Alba. You said that out loud to her. <laughs> yeah, I said that to her. I, oh, that. you think that. You don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, Alex, that's where we're different. <laughs> I've done that to two celebrities at, at the station. I did that to Lady Gaga as well. Uh, there was a there was a security guard outside, big bulky guy outside the women's toilets, and I was just going to pee. And again, I was with the street team, and I said, "Man," and he said, "Yes," and I said, "Why are you standing in the way of the women's toilets?" And he didn't he didn't look at me, and so I thought, "Oh, this chunky gentleman hasn't heard me," and I said, "I said you're standing right in the door of the woman's toilet. Like it looks really weird, bro." Like, if any women want to go to the toilet, you're right there. And then there was, like, a knock on the other side and he stepped aside and Lady Gaga walked out. And, again, I used five years of impro training to her and I said, you're Lady Gaga. <laughs> I've still got it, boys. Oh, Tommy, well, well, thank you, can, you so much. That's you it. Can, 
hear more statements improvised direct from the brain from Tommy Little <laughs> on Carrie and Tommy on the uh, Hit Network uh, every day. Thank you so much for that, Tommy. We appreciate it. It's celebrating the launch of the first podcast street team, the Matt Nugg Bomb Squad. You're Alex Dyson. <laughs> You're Matt O'Connor. And you are Cheese Boy. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bomb Squad. Right, let's cross now to someone who you may hear if you're waking up in Brizzy in the mornings. B105 with Stav, Abby and Matt is none other than Abby Coleman. G'day, Abby. Hey, how are you, boys? You good? Uh, Abby, I have very fond memories of the Black Thunders cruising around Brisbane. Did you, uh, you, you were a street team member of them. Yeah, well, I was, I was actually in Adelaide, which is where I first got the gig. I went from dancing at nightclubs to uh, driving Black Thunders. So for me, that was kind of like an upgrade. Um, but yeah, so I got the job when I had just turned 18. I'm pretty sure I left a lot of dents on Black Thunders that I did not report in the log um, because I never checked what like the level was. And I remember we had roof racks on one day. So, yeah, I forgot. I remember going to the underpark drive-thru and, you know, when you hear that <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> you always know you've got a few options. Like, do you keep going and you see that it's a little bit clearer in the future or do you reverse? But you just, you always do that, like, you just completely see through and you go, uh, okay, I might reverse. So, I remember reversing out and I was too scared to check the roof of the car to see whether there was any damage. So, I was like... Well, if a Black Thunder's roof scrapes in a park car park and no one's around, does it make a noise? I mean, that's one of the (laughs) oldest street team analogies in the book, isn't it, Abby? Driving the very first Black Thunder convertible, (laughs) just torn the whole roof off and kept going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember there was like new cars and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified enough to, to drive this. But honestly, driving the Black Thunders was, you, you actually felt like you were the bee's knees. You were the one that could park wherever you wanted. <laughs> and it was always like, you had to be really quick though, because if you parked at a shopping centre, because you, you've got time, for those that don't know, you've sort of got like four drops, they call it, throughout the day. And if um, they didn't have security guards, you weren't allowed to stop because you might have tickets to like a footy match or they would fight over cans of Coke, like literally punch-ups. And you're like, I am on minimum wage here. Like I am not qualified for this. And I'm in my little like tight jeans with like, you know, promo top trying to pretend that we're all happy. Um, yeah, so we would we would have to have security guards and that was their rule. But you'd, you'd drive up and you'd have a number that you'd have to call and you'd be like, oh, we're here, by the way. And they're like, oh, no, we couldn't get security. And you're like, oh, but you've just been in the parking lot and everyone's crowded around you. That sounds like an oxymoron because suddenly you're not allowed to give anyone any stuff because there's no security. But the mere uh, fact that you're now telling everyone there's no stuff is makes it more, more likely volatile. to cause a riot and need security <laughs> at this weird chicken chicken egg I, si- situation. It was so, yeah, it was terrible. I think once I made a joke and I realised not to do that because a girl came up to me and she's like, oh, had you got a, I, I only drink Diet Coke. Have you got Diet Coke? And I was like, oh, you know what? Why don't you drink half your can and then die? And she was, it was not funny to her. And Abby, you've talked about, um, you know, the, some of the some of the dangers. Um, but what about some of the heartwarming moments? What's one that stands out where you just think, I've got the best job in the world? I absolutely loved her. I mean, we had so many opportunities. Um, you know, as a Black Thunder driver, you had to host a lot of events and it was pop stars that just came out. And it was, I think, the biggest turnout they've ever had. And I really wasn't prepared for it. And I was doing it with Kyle Sandlins. And I remember I had like a specific job that I had to pick him up. I had to drop him off at a set location, right? And I was like, <laughs> I don't even need to look at this. I know where to drop him off, right? 
So I parked this black Honda <laughs> behind the crowd, like so far behind it. I parked in completely the wrong spot. So I made Kyle and myself push through this crowd and the crowd had been standing there for hours and hours and we had to navigate. And we're like, oh, we're on stage, we're on stage. So I remember him getting to the front of the stage and we looked at my boss and said, this is the worst black Honda driver you've ever had. Well, look, as far as as far as roast from Kyle go, that's as, that's as, you got off light, I reckon. That's pretty good. That was the day that he met his wife because she was performing. Of course. In that, was that the season two scandalous, um, scandalous. season? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Don't tell me you forgot the name oh, of, Alex. Name of oh. the season two winners of Pop Stars, Abby. Come on. You're impressive. You're very impressive. But yeah, that was it. So that was the day that they um, met and he would have been completely <laughs> flustered and sweaty from pushing through the crowd. So there you go. It was like he saw her and he wasn't that angry at me. So Amazing. Well. Look, um, Abby Common, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Really appreciate it. And you've come from a long line of incredible street team <laughs> workers that we've chatted Alumni. to today. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a very exclusive club. So uh, thanks for joining us and being a part of it. And we'll catch you on uh, B105 in the morning. Appreciate it. Love the podcast. You're doing a good job, guys. Bomb. Bomb Squad. Well, Alex Dyson, it's been awesome hearing from some of the people who made up the street teams uh, all day. They've given us so much over Quite the years. literally. You know, you whether, know? yeah, literally handed it out yeah. to us. You want to be filled <laughs> with a sense of joy, but unfortunately looking back on some of the uh, memories that we've had today, you know, we've realised that it's not all glory days for some of these street teamers, you know. No, you're right. Some of them are gory days. Um, they are pretty, pretty tough to look at. Or, or hear about the old street teams because, you know, young, inexperienced drivers interacting with the public who are ravenous for free stuff. Yeah, and look, a lot of people, the first thing people ask when they say, oh, you, I've heard you, you guys are doing Australia's first podcast street team, they say, what are you giving away? There's a legal department here. And, um, <laughs> and you know what? At first you think, oh, legal, typical. <laughs> I just imagine a couple of big wigs. Same company. We work for the same company. They get paid much more than us. You know what they do? We give them an idea. They just go, nah, thanks. That'll be $100 for the last six minutes. Thank you. Like, what? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but I looked into it and I realised, you know, when, when I remember when, mm. when I had to say, you know, when we first had to say, look, our street team is not going to mm. be giving away freebies. Yeah, our street team is sort of like the Natural History Museum of street teams. It's look but don't touch, yeah. all right? Stay behind the rope, admire these cool dudes cruising around in their uh, cars with the all-day breakfast, official stickers on the side, uh, but please do not interact because you're right, Matt. Um, the legal team, I hate to say it, might have a point. Well, I would hate to say that they definitely have a point because I had a little look back on some of the history on you know, radio promos, giveaways, mm. etc. cetera. Mm. And, uh, well, I think it's undoubted that you can say that us not being able to give away stuff from the, you know, the boots of our bomb squad vehicles is definitely a dark day in radio promo history. It is certainly <laughs> not the darkest. March 7th, 2011, a German radio station comes under fire for... Uh, offering a prize of 
win your own funeral. <laughs> um, they offer 3,000 euro burial, complete with marble headstone wreath, um, transport to and from the cemetery, and even a tip for the grave diggers. Um, but people were not happy. Radio station will cover all of that. <laughs> yeah. The people who really weren't happy, the Association of German Undertakers reacted very oh, really? angrily. Why was that? Were they uh, quite offended by the uh, the radio station's promo hearse that was driving around? They said this activity is not just tasteless, it's also immoral. As regards the law against unfair competition, I think that they were angry that other people were doing like a fancy funeral, giving away fancy funerals. Anyways, <laughs> dark day number two, 1999, DJ Greg McFarlane on the KOMP 92.3 FM of Las Vegas Radio uh, does the... Radio competition, drink urine for Motley Crew tickets. <laughs> no, that's not real. That is not a real competition. Uh, okay, according to listverse.com it is. Uh, look, I don't know whether this is true or not, but three contestants came prepared. No. Wait, is it, wait it's got to have a different fun name at least. That's what happened. But what was the actual name of the competition? This is after he made audience members reenact the Pamela Tommy Lee sex tape live on air with clothes. Oh, my so, God. So what happens in Vegas should stay... Shouldn't even happen in Vegas. It shouldn't happen. Apparently, McFarlane said three people turned up. They've realised he wasn't kidding, so they decided not to do it. And then, and this is what listverse.com says, in McFarlane's own words, a fourth guy walks in, pushes everyone out of the way, throws it down like it was Pepsi. Wins the tickets and McFarlane gets fired immediately. So I can't believe they even got to the point... Where they, like, where they, after the fact. Do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as the words come out of your mouth, hey, guess yeah, what? I'm going to yeah, give yeah, you yeah. tickets. You're fired before people turn up at the door, obviously. If people turning up the door, they're seeing you walking out holding a cardboard box, being escorted by security. Uh, dark day number three, Birmingham radio station got fined £15,000 after four people were left with severe frostbite. So according to the BBC News website, this is back in 2003, two women and a man spent 10 weeks in hospital recovering from extensive <gasps> skin grafts after they were challenged to win tickets to sit on dry ice at temperatures of negative 78 degrees to win what? tickets and backstage passes for a music festival in the city. Resulted in four people getting frostbite. <laughs> Three of them, yeah, up to 10 weeks in hospital receiving skin grafts. Oh. <laughs> Um, they suffered loss of skin, fat, muscle, left with permanent scarring. So they weren't wearing pants or jocks. No, they had to sit the, with their through bare the, bodies. Through their pants. It was like... Through the pants. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Someone said, I was left with physical scars on the burn side of itself and the skin graft scars and the emotional side to get over with. My husband was a single parent for three months and the kids were asking, where's mummy? Where's mummy? Oh, my God. That's horrific. All right. We take back everything we've ever said about legal teams. <laughs> Honestly. You guys have saved our bacon. <laughs> we think. Yeah, because that's the only reason that we haven't been sued for getting people to sit on negative 80 degree dry ice. You idiots. And the final uh, darkest day. I remember hearing it live. Uh, driving home from Brisbane State High one afternoon. Uh, I was in the back seat of my friend's car and we were literally pissing ourselves laughing at this moment, which I will never forget. 
Well, okay, we're going to ask you a question, mate, before we can put you in the barrel. Yeah. Okay, spell ACDC. A-D... Do you believe this? A-C. <laughs> I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> How do you spell ACDC? A-D-A-C. Mark. One more time, Mark. I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll, I'll kill you in a minute. Mark. Yes. Yeah. Mark. 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 Yeah. Yeah, say A-C. Spell A-C-D-C. Spell A-C-D-C. A-D-A-D-C. 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 A-D-A
getting a health kick started with my housemate at the time. And she came home and she said, we should have a, uh, a whole dried bag, a whole bag of dried apricots. And I said, okay, that sounds great. I didn't realise that um, you're only supposed to have two or three dried apricots, not <laughs> a half a kilo of dried apricots. <laughs> so I had the entire bag of dried apricots. And a couple of hours later, I was out in Altona doing a Black Thunder Cross with Stick Maribo at the time. And uh, just as we we're about to give away some icy cold cans of Coke, something came over me like a wave of leaves. Like you'd been to some, you know, overseas holiday and you get the barley belly thing. That happened out in Altona. And uh, within literally about 15 seconds, I shat myself in the black thunder. <laughs> and there was no one to run out and hit the emergency stop valve there, Troy. That was... Not at all. It was a brown thunder that day. <laughs> totally was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Well, this is tricky stuff. So one of those isn't true. One of those didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's interesting because you've given us a good location for each one. The Punt yes. Road, Altona, the Tuller Freeway for the for the, the emergency stop six thunder pileup. Um, oh, do you know what? As soon as you said it, I'm thinking the apricots didn't happen. I reckon the um the petrol thing because I think I've seen other people do that but I haven't seen it squirt up like a geezer yeah that that, that does sound like a little bit much like faithful. actually squirting up in the air I, I, I'm I'm a bit iffy about that can you reveal to us now Troy Ellis which of these things didn't actually happen the six car pile up on the Tuller Freeway. So the, the petrol fountain is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other fountain, the dried apricot yeah. fountain. <laughs> oh, no. You could have used one me. to put out the other. Um, <laughs> was there ever a pile-up, though? Uh, yeah, there was, but it was one of my colleagues who'd done it about 12 months earlier. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding. So they actually put six <laughs> cars yeah. in a row. That's why it sounded so believable. He actually crashed into the back of a Honda uh, Accord or something and jumped out and said, I guess you won't be listening to the Fox anymore, will you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Why do you think all of these things seem to happen with these young, you know, upstarts, highly extroverted people out on the streets, Troy? What well, do you think it is? They were cars without ABS brakes. That was the problem. <laughs> that's it that's what's going on there well look Troy thank you so much for joining us it's an absolute pleasure and uh, yeah we implore everyone to check out the Marty Shegold show on Triple M Melbourne and we also implore everyone particularly if you are one of the lucky 20 members of the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast Bomb Squad to uh, keep the dried apricots at home and use them sparingly, <laughs> yes. please. That is, uh, you're going to have to be part of the terms and conditions of yeah. becoming a Bomb Squad member, I think. Maybe try dates instead. Perfect. All right. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Bit of the prune juice. Yeah. That'll be perfect. <laughs> Troy, I'll say so much and we'll catch you next time. See you, Matt. See you, Alex. Well, Matt O'Kine, it's been a big, big show. It's been a big few weeks compiling 20 legends to be in the driver's seat for the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. The world's first, and I'm feeling more and more confident saying this because no one's pulling us up on it, but the world's first (laughs) podcast street team, 19 champions already with the driver's gloves on, and it's time to give the coveted final spot away. This is huge. Yeah, Alex Dyson, we cross now to uh, the final winner of the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast Bomb Squad medallions, sticker medallions, um, <laughs> and they find them in their place of pride. 
Hello, Ash. Hi. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Ash, from where the magic happens. You are in the front mm-hmm. seat, pulled over, uh, having a chat to us right now. Can you tell us about your entry to be one of these incredible Bomb Squad team members? Well, I've heard all the other entries. Um, I figured, why not have one that's not quite a bomb? Oh, yeah. man. A, a nice, we, shiny one. <laughs> we've talked to some people who drive some absolutely rancid rust buckets <laughs> around this country, and we couldn't be prouder. And i got to tell you, you're right, we could not be prouder because that is part of what we're aiming for. It is one of the reasons we decided to zhuzh it up with some big all-day breakfast car stickers. But you reckon there needs to be a little bit of a flash unit uh, in the mix as well. Yes, a token not bomb bomb. Well, look, Ash, you know, just because something has dents, marks, scars, uh, it doesn't mean that it's any less worthy than something that's a little One bit door, shiny. One door, a different oh, colour to the others. A little bit fancier. You know, yes. what I'm trying to say, Ash, is that we all have our stories, our secrets, yes. our blemishes. So go on. Your car looks nice, but what's... What's a story about your car? What's a story? I actually, there is one little ding. <gasps> oh. I will say that. It was re- reversed into a part of the house <gasps> and one of my reversing sensors is a little bit not there. <laughs> there you go. What the, there wait, you, you go. reversed, so something, that's what it takes, you reversed that's... something and took out the reversing sensor, which obviously was already broken. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're very happy to grant you the final position on the Bob Squad. We'll be Amazing. sending the stickers out. Where are you going to be driving around Perfect. and who's going to be seeing this red-hot car with the Matt and Alex Day Breakfast uh, Bomb Squad stickers on there? Um, the beautiful streets of Bunbury, WA. Oh, oh Bumbeezy. <laughs> Represent. Yes. I remember I had some yes. mean chippies with gravy in Bunbury once. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, of course, it's, of course that made all the brochures <laughs> to get everyone down south yes. of Perth. It was a mean <laughs> cup of chips and gravy, I'll tell you that. It was after a gig, it was late night, and it was exactly what the doctor ordered. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, places. hopefully they can uh, get up a groove in the move for you next year and you can... Uh, t- Take Fingers the rig crossed. down there. Like I reckon. I reckon row. you'll get. You'd <laughs> yeah. pull up at Groove in the Moo with your Matt and Alex stickers on there. Just throw the car keys to anyone, and they'll be forced to park it for you. <laughs> I mean, that is all you need to do yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Royalty. Ash, thank you definitely. so much for uh, being a part of the Bomb Squad. We really, thank really you. appreciate it, and we couldn't do it without you. I will rep with pride. <laughs> it is now the twenty places have been selected. Um, if you're not one of the twenty, it's over to you now. It's up to you to spot these cars on the street. Give them their paparazzi moment in the sun and please uh, pop them up and give us a tag. Uh, If you do spot a Bomb Squad member, we would love to see uh, who you've managed to capture. And because I think then both people should be getting props for that. The Bomb Squad member for repping and someone else for uh, being uh, quick enough on that uh, shutter to to get a picture up. Bomb. Bomb Squad. Oh, well, Alex Dyson, that brings us to the end of an absolutely massive week and a massive, very special Bomb Squad episode. 
Yeah, it was huge. Congratulations to the 20 members, the driver's seats of these Bomb Squad cars. Keep an eye out them for the around the place. We need you to pap them. If you can see them, um, please get in touch, matt.and.alex, if you manage to see them out and about. But until next time, we'll be back with another show on Monday. Make sure you remove your earbuds from your ears before you walk away from the phone, unless you want to get yanked back <laughs> towards like it. Troy Ellis. Like Troy <laughs> with the Black Thunder. We do not want that. But um, no, seriously, really appreciate you tuning in and uh, helping us launch the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Listener.